Blog Talk Radio. As a non-commercial... This is Tom. You cannot justify. Your rocking attitude era live Icon, Granny Hawker, and Jake Swing. radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you, who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians so you're and play the music you want to hear, not to what advertisers I think, think we should play. On Broadway, located in North Fargo at 3215 Broadway. They feature daily breakfast, lunch, and dinner specials and have been twice voted best breakfast in town. They are open 6 a.m. every day until 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and until 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. And they can take care of your to-go needs as well. I'm still thinking Shack on Broadway. They're at 3215 Broadway in North Fargo. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. Gentlemen, it is Monday night, and you know what that means. We are here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we are live as always. And it's going to be another blockbuster show, just like we always have for you fans out there tonight. As always, we have Granny Hulkster. How are you, Granny? I'm good, thank you. And how is Matthias? Uh, you know, after a peaceful, eventful weekend and a first good day at work. I'm ready to be live again on 89.1 Kens FM with you guys. All right, I want to make sure I got you on the right mic. Um, say hi again, would you? Can you hear me? One, two, we hear me here live on Katie 89.1 Kens FM radio. Can you hear me, Mud? Um, I can hear him. One. You can hear me? Perfect. Okay. All right. Maybe it's just maybe it's just me. All right. Anyway, uh, we're on 89.1 Kens FM. This is Attitude Air Live, and we've broken into Monday night, as always. So, anyway, uh, here we go. And uh, we got a big show tonight, and uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. We have uh, the first Noel uh, tonight, Noel Benson. Uh, she wrote a book about uh, men and dating, so we'll talk to her about that. We have uh, Brian Sullivan, who used to be a uh, big guru with the WWE. We'll talk to him. And we have uh, Jaron uh, Pyle. Uh, you know what's interesting about uh, Jaron Pyle, guys? He actually makes the action figures 
for wrestling, the little, um, little, well, not dolls, as you say, but like little action fig- wrestling figurines, and uh, he's going to talk to us about that. So uh, we'll have some fun with that, and here we go. So, uh, Granny, how was, uh, how was your week? Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about the little, um, the little uh, tidbit that you told us uh, off air, but uh, I hear you're going to be making a big trip in March. You want to talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah, a very good friend of mine who you're very familiar with, our good friend B-Train, kind of surprised my son yesterday, and he's going to be flying into Kansas City the end of March and getting his grandfather's vehicle at his parents' house and driving to Arkansas and picking up myself and my wonderful husband, David, and my son, Anthony Watkins, and we are making a trip to Texas to go to WrestleMania. This is our first WrestleMania that we've ever been to. And I tell you, my son, he's been going through some situations. We're looking into <clears throat> finding him a place to live because it's getting where if something happens to me and my husband, he's not going to be able to have any kind of support to take care of himself, and he's probably going to be having to move into a residential care facility or something to that matter. Um, So we're taking him on a little family vacation before we have to do that. Now, the good news of all of this is a very good friend of his that he's known for a long time Him and his dad, uh, they actually live in Bella Vista, Arkansas, which is about 30 minutes from here. They've actually offered their house to let Anthony move in with them and bring his little dog and live there rather than moving to Clarksville or Mulberry, Arkansas, which is an hour to an hour and a half away. So we're working on the details. We've got a lot to work out because we're not sure what's going to happen, but we are excited about the the trip to WrestleMania because this is our this is going to be our first WrestleMania that we've ever been to. So we're we're, we're really excited about that, and I'm excited for Anthony. So that is awesome. And uh, uh, Matthias, uh, how about you? You have any interesting stuff going on this week? <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, I went to the uh, American Wrestling Federation show last weekend in Aiken, Minnesota, and well, I did not participate in the show, even though I wanted to get inside that ring and beat down half the competitors because I did not care for them. Um, I got asked to wrestle in a very important tag team match this upcoming weekend for the AWF in Fargo. I'll be going against NDS, who is one of the top tag teams in North Dakota and Minnesota wrestling today. They ended up facing a tag team from Impact Wrestling at our last Below Zero show, and they put on one heck of a match, so I'm ready to take out my former tag team partner, and uh, we're going to take them on, and I think it's going to be a great match. And Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the weekend. I mean, I know it's only Monday, but of course I always look forward to my Friday, my Saturday, and my Sunday. Well, you know, with me, uh, I always look forward to the weekend because that usually means that uh, I'm not working, uh, except the way my life has been lately. Uh, It doesn't matter if it's a Monday, uh, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, uh, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Guess what? The icon is always working. Uh, But it looks like our first guest is waiting in the wings. We will go to them in just a second. Uh, We're going to take a quick 
timeout uh, here from our sponsor, and uh, we will be back right after this, uh, these few short messages. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. And that is a little assignment for you. If you go to our Facebook page, you like that, and you go to uh, Ken's 89.1 Facebook page, you like that, and you do a $10 a month donation uh, to start out with to power the tower, we'll get you qualified to win an autographed picture from a current guest, a past guest, or a future guest, and uh, that'll be awesome. But waiting in the wings right now, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, about to enter the ring with us right now, the coolest author in the world today. She's going to tell all the guys what exactly they're doing wrong. We have the first Noel. She is Noel Benson. Hey, this is Noelle, and you're listening to the Attitude Era live on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. Hey, Noelle, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Here's how, we're, here's how we'll do this. We'll have some fun here. Uh, what we're going to do is uh, have you give us a little uh, background about yourself, and then we'll do a roundtable. Uh, I'll ask you some questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and I'll ask you the tougher questions, and then uh, we'll uh, have some fun with the interview. So give us a little background about yourself. Okay. So um, I was born and raised in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania. Um, after my university graduation, Four days later, I got on the plane, and I flew across the country to the West Coast. So I might have been born and raised in the Lehigh Valley, but, you know, I turned into a woman in Los Angeles County. I lived there for 15 years, and after that, I moved back to the East Coast. Um, By that time, I was married and had two very small children, babies, and um, lived in Northeast Florida, for 18 years. Now I'm back um, very close to the Lehigh Valley. I had to come back about three years ago. My mom was ill, so I came back up here to take care of her. Um, You know, and since I moved up here, she has passed. But, you know, it's better. You know, she's not suffering anymore, so that's good. But I got to tell you, with the weather we've been having here, I am ready to head back to Florida. And uh, we uh, we all know here about what it's like to have uh, interesting weather. Uh, we've been we've been uh, below the donut for most of the winter so far. Yeah, you know what? You guys make my weather look like it's summer here. I don't know how you do it. Well, as as she continue as uh, most of our guests continue to rub that in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, uh, Noel Benson's our guest here, and uh, well, she uh, you wrote a book, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to have some fun with that. Uh, well, tell us uh, the name of the book, and then I'll ask you a few questions about it, and uh, we'll have our other co-host chime in, and we'll uh, c- 
come back to me, I'll even ask you the tougher questions. Sure. The name of the book is What Men Don't Know About Dating is a Lot. Just because you're single doesn't mean you're ready to date. And I like to say it's a now pandemic dating preparedness reference guide that 100% helps men become online dating breakout stars in the new normal. Wow. And uh, I know. what is... What inspired you to write this book? Well, um, I've been in the online dating community for 10 years, and I noticed a, a huge shift during pandemic. Um, you know, unfortunately, there were a lot of fatalities, and there continue to be fatalities because of this virus. Um, but humans aren't the only fatalities. A lot of relationships didn't survive the pandemic. And a lot of men who haven't dated for decades are now flooding onto dating websites. And honestly, they haven't de- dated in decades. So they're a little out of the loop. And I feel like my book um, is a platform to put um, now pandemic online dating together. It, it creates a dialogue for men to shift, pivot, and adjust. That's awesome. And uh, Noel Benson is our guest here. we got 32 minutes with uh, Noel. And, uh, you know, uh, I kind of looked a little bit about the book, and um, I don't know if um, – um, I, I have I have several questions about the book, but before we okay. before we get into that, uh, when you um, you know you mentioned uh, you know relationships in the pandemic. When you think about it, in the pandemic, a lot of us were stuck in the house and uh, you know yep. not able to go to work and you know places shut down. So uh, if uh, if you're having issues with your significant other, and uh, you know you would you know, only be with them for a couple times a day because they go to work and you go to work. But uh, if you're stuck with them 24-7 and you got, your relationship was already strained, uh, it might escalate that a little bit. Now, I, I, I myself can't say that I had to deal with that because uh, during the pandemic, uh, I got married. And uh, I know that uh, if uh, one of our uh, co-hosts, and if you'll allow me to talk about that, he's no longer on the market, um, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, I am, uh, maybe he'll mention that a little bit, but uh, I am uh, I am a groomsman for hire. As you know, as you saw at my wedding, I, I, I put on a pretty good spread. So, uh, and, uh, you know, Granny, she's been married for, I don't know, 80 years or whatever it is. But uh, <laughs> Not quite, Icon, not quite. <laughs> uh, speaking, of, speaking of Granny, let's bring her in. Granny, what do you have for our guest, Noel Benson? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show, Noel. I've actually been married. I I was married to my wonderful husband 12 years as of December 19th of 2021. We just celebrated our 12th year wedding anniversary. So, you know, but because I'm only 59, so I don't know where Icon's coming up. I've been married 80 years. But anyways, we're glad you're on the show with us tonight. Welcome. And what made you decide you wanted to write that kind of book. I mean, what is your favorite thing about that book? What, do you have a favorite chapter that you have in the book? Or what was the most enjoyable thing about that book that you wrote? 
Well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for everyone for hosting me tonight. I appreciate it, and I appreciate your warm welcome. Thank you, Granny. Um, yeah. You're welcome. I, oh, <laughs> I think I like every chapter in the book. Every chapter is meaningful, but I got to tell you, my chapters are short. They're straight to the point. I don't, you know, uh, I cut to the chase. So it's a it's a short read. It's an easy read. Um, but I think the through line of my book right now, I think it's, it's so relevant because dating preparedness now, I think, more than ever is key. Um, I think... My book, What Men Don't Know About Dating is a Lot, navigates men through the new normal dating landscape um, because it offers on-point, impactful content. My book informs them, it gives them direction, and it unlocks action. So it really creates a space for men to reboot. That's awesome. Well, That's they awesome. need it. They, they, they need it. If it listen. It's like Icon was saying, if you were quarantined or sequestered or on lockdown or shelter in place with someone and, you know, the relationship prior to all that wasn't good, you know, the pandemic really um, took out a lot of relationships. And these men, like I said, they've been out of the uh, dating loop for decades and let me tell you, some of them aren't even divorced yet. They say they're separated. They're still living in the same house with their wife, but they're online saying, you know, that they're single and they're out there ready to mingle. It's, that's not where it's at. People have to get their head on straight. They have to get their heart in the right place. They have to be good on the inside before they can even get on an online dating website and meet people. So I always say that I think since the publication of my book, I think men should buy my book prior to getting on an online dating app. I think if you're on an online dating app and you're struggling, buy my book and then tweak your profile. Because the bottom line is you have to be authentic, right? You have to be real. And if you're not Very real, true. yeah, if you're not real, it's not going to work. So, you know, these guys who say they're on these online dating sites and they say, I'm separated, I feel, first of all, I don't deal with them. I used to, but that was early on, 10 years ago, you know. But now I'm like, if I see that they post their status as it's complicated or separated i'm like yeah does your wife know what is what does that mean you're separated you're in the uh, great room and she's in the kitchen i mean what come on tell the truth right and think about this think about this and uh most uh gals that i've known want you to be truthful so if you say yeah. that uh you're 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 single and you're married and that's basically a lie right there so that should be like strike one two and three uh, we have Noel, uh, Noel Benson as our guest here. We've got about 26 minutes. Uh, now, Matthias, uh, you're, uh, well, now that you're out the market, but you're, you're, you used to be a pretty swinging guy back in the day. Uh, what do you have for our guest, Noel Benson? Go ahead. 
Well, first I want to say, Icon, I am actually single as can be. I don't know where you got this little instinct that I've been off the market. I am a, I'm a security guard and professional wrestler. I got to have them chasing me, man. I got, I got trolls, I would say, but you know that's just me trying to break myself up a little bit. Well, I was trying to protect you, so uh, to, th- <laughs> to throw the authorities off the trail, but uh, you just ruined that. I appreciate, it. I appreciate the attempt. <laughs> but anyway, I want to first, I want to say uh, thank you for coming onto the show. It's really interesting talking to uh, to you, and uh, I just have uh, two qu- uh, two quick questions. First off, did you have any major like trouble writing this book, or like was there any um, difficult challenges while writing this? And then, um, as a as a person who normally does not read a book, um, I'm not one to sit down and read um, as often as I as I used to. How would you try to influence somebody who's not normally a reader to uh, dive deep into your book? Okay, so Matthias, my book is 65 pages long, and of that, 20 of those pages are art, really good art for men. A lot of cheesecake. Okay. So there you go. That's going to be the enticement. There's my influence right there. Yes, that's the enticement for engagement. Cheesecake with uh, caramel and uh, chocolate on top? No, not that kind of cheesecake. Cheesecake with lingerie and high heels. Oh, okay. There's the the enticement for engagement, Matthias. Um, No, I did. I have to tell you. I had a story in my soul, right? And I had advice, I had tenets, I had concepts, I had precepts. And listen, they are not new. They're updated, they're upgraded, so they're not based on outdated belief systems. It's all all on-point information. I just feel like... With my experience in online dating culture, for me personally, I take a lot of preparedness, care, and effort when I'm creating my profile, including the photos that are posted on the profile, including the content on my profile. And then once I meet someone online, I'm very intentional about the messaging I'm very deliberate if I progress and share my phone number with someone so we can text or talk. I'm really thoughtful about the process. And then if I do make a date with someone, um, I definitely read their profile before I go out with them on a date. And, of course, I try to look, I try to present the best version of myself that I possibly can, you know, because I want to look as good as I possibly can. And i got to tell you, all those things I just said that I do, there's no reciprocity. I have gone out on these dates, and, you know, if you're not real, and Granny gave her blessing to this earlier, if you're not real, the cracks are going to show really soon. I mean, you can fake it on a profile. You can fake it texting. You can have a few phone conversations and and present and sound good. You can sell it. But if that's not who you really are, when you sit down 
to have cocktails, a cup of coffee, appetizers, whatever the date is, the mm. cracks are going to show if you're not real. They are just, I mean, you can't fake it. You can't fake no. it. No. Yeah, and, that, that's, and, and that's, and, and go ahead. in addition to that, I've gone out on dates with men who show up on the date, and I'm like, oh, my God, they haven't been to a mall in this millennium. I mean, I outdated clothes, <clears throat> bad hair, you know, just they're not relevant. So you got to bring your A game, right? If you're really focused on making a meaningful connection with someone, you should you should honestly present the best version of yourself. And I think a lot of guys don't even know how to uh, curate the best version of themselves. And they, for me, it starts from the inside. Like I said earlier, they have to be right in the head. They have to be right in the heart. They have to have integrity credibility, integrity, intention. They have to know what they want, number one. So that's huge, just doing that shadow work on themselves from the inside out. Then when they get to the outside, they might want to take a trip to the mall, right, <laughs> and buy some, mm-hmm. some updated clothes, right? Yeah. Say, how, about, how about get a haircut that's relevant? Just don't go to the corner barber. I mean, really go to the hairstylist and get a relevant cut. And, you know, I mean, they just need to bring their game into this decade, right? Mm-hmm. Things, yeah. things, things always change. Everything is always being updated and improved, even the products we buy, right? Everything's always new and improved. There's a reason for that. Exactly. Now, Noel, I I I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but uh, I believe that uh, uh, did did you mention that uh, you are single or you are engaged or? Nope, um, I'm single, hundred percent. Okay, so now you're single and you wrote this book. So now let's say that, um, well, like a happening guy like me before he was married would come up to you and uh, or find your profile on. Um, some kind of dating site and say, hey, you want to go out and we'll go to a movie, this and that, whatever. Because, uh, unfortunately, some of my pickup lines I just can't, I can't use here. But uh, when, you like, oh, when you, like, go out on a date and uh, it doesn't turn out the way that you wanted it to, uh, do you say, uh, hey, why don't you read this book and then, uh, you know, you, you don't have a shot with me, but uh, read this book and uh, you might have a shot with the next gal you uh, try and date. Is that? Do you ever do that? I just did that the other night. <laughs> I got to be a hundred percent authentic. Yeah, no, the guy was very nice, and I think he really did present the best version of himself. Um, but you know, his conversation, which is a chapter in my book, was not on point. He's been divorced a long time, and yet his conversation was all about how his ex-wife cheated on him. Uh, Specifically, he said, she cheated on me six times. So, and I was keeping my mouth shut, right? Because 
in my mind, I was thinking like six <clears throat> times. It would have been one time for me, and I would have been six times. You know, what you allow will continue. Um, but that's just inappropriate dinner conversation. And if he's been mar- um, divorced, gosh, I think he's been divorced easily, like seven years, something like that. And he's still talking about her infidelity. He clearly has not dealt with it. That, I mean, if someone would ask me, I've been divorced since 2005, okay? And there's no love lost there. But if someone would ask me on a date, <clears throat> you know, what happened? It's been so long, and there is so much water under the bridge that I think the best answer, and it's the one I always give, I go, oh, it just didn't work out. You know, nobody wants to hear your sob story. And if you're really 100% ready to date, the bottom line is it didn't work out. You know, it, these details about cheating and the infidelity, and it's not appropriate on a first date to be talking like that. And that was so, I mean, I sat there and I listened, but when he got done talking, I just said to him, um, I don't, I, I said, I don't think that, that you're, you're actually what I said was your conversation is not an aphrodisiac. <laughs> and I think. <laughs> now, well, uh, not, let, let, and I wrote a book. I told him I wrote a book and uh, I told him I would send him the link. And I did send him the link. I had dinner with him last night, and I sent him the link to the book this morning. So if he buys it, great. If he doesn't, that's fine, too. But, you know. And I actually have uh, – go ahead. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you finish. You just – you just can't, you got to – it's like anything, right? If you're playing a sport, you have to practice and pregame and – Think about what you want to talk about on the date, right? Well, you have to well have yeah, de- Matthias and I definitely know about playing sports. We definitely know about yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, right. So, you, want to I guess... so you want to have appropriate conversation. I can tell you um, one of my best dates that I had, and I've continued to date this gentleman. Um, we're not exclusive. We're st- he travels a lot on business, so... We do date, um, and he's not super attractive, but he is so interesting, and he is so smart, and he does present the best version of himself. I really enjoy dating him. We laugh a lot. He's funny as hell, you know, Um, and, you know, chicks love funny guys, right? So... And, but he's smart and well, he's interesting. It, it all depends on what your version of funny is. I try and be yeah. funny, but, uh, um, you know, uh, whenever uh, my, my issue is uh, whenever I uh, tell a joke, uh, it's usually, it usually bombs out big time and I get this. You know? well, that, that's usually what I hear. Good thing your wife thinks you're funny, right? That's all that matters. Well, I wouldn't say that either. <laughs> but I will I will say this. I do have 100% experience so far in this. Every time I go on a date, I bring my title belt, 
and that's all I need. I always I seem to have 100% experience with that. I don't I don't know if, if that's a good if that would be a good tip from you if I could just just wear my title belt around all the time. That always seems to get the uh, the attention of everybody and always helps me but bring that, out stories. When you, is that the only thing you're wearing? Just the belt? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Just the belt. And oh, this tuxedo. <laughs> oh my God, you guys are crazy. So you know whatever <laughs> works. You know whatever works. I have to say that. I don't think the man has to be the best-looking man in the world. He doesn't have to have the best physique in the world. All he has to do is present authentically and be who he is. And if if there's a love connection, if there's a match, that's great. If not, I'm, I'm of the opinion that you can never have too many friends, right? Um, I have nothing – and I – was on a date a couple weeks ago and I did not feel a connection and I didn't think it was going that well. Obviously, the person I was with didn't share that opinion because um, halfway through the date, he said something like, "Um, I think you should come to my house tonight. I think you should come home with me. And I mean, I saw his face. I'm a grown woman. I know exactly what he meant. And I just looked him right in the eyes and I said, that's never going to happen. And he was like, what? Why? I said, because I don't think our values align. And he said, well, I knew we had our differences, but I was like, yeah, not, no but. I said, but we can hang out. We can be friends. I don't have to tell you that the date, he ended the date right after that. And I haven't heard from him since, but that's his choice. And I'm fine with that. You know. Now, uh, for those of you who have uh, never seen uh, uh, Noel Benson here on 89.1 Ken's FM, we got about uh, 12 minutes. For those of you who have never seen uh, Noel Benson, now uh, she, to me, uh, I, I'm, there's there, there's a picture of her. She's got glasses on, and uh, to me, she she kind of reminds me of Michelle Pfeiffer from Batman oh. Forever. She, and uh, I, I can see I, I can see why guys would want to date you. But uh, I can also see that when they find out you write a book about how to date, they're like, well, you know, I couldn't get the time of day even if, I bought, even if they bought you a watch, correct? Listen, not every guy. I don't tell every guy. that if I'm on a date, I don't tell every guy. Sometimes I think, well, it's not worth wasting your breath. Just get through this date and be on your way. You know, and if they talk about a next date, just say, thanks, but no thanks, I don't think we're a match. I don't tell every guy. But last night's guy, I did tell him, you know, that he should. Because I could tell he was a little on the neurotic side, and he really, I could tell he really wants to have a relationship with someone. And there's someone out there that is a match for him, right? There's a lid for every pot. I'm just not that person. That's awesome. Uh, Noel Benson's our guest here, and uh, you know, uh, Noel, as you know, that we do have a um, we have a thing going on here on uh, eighty nine point one Kens FM that uh, you know we're going to be having a giveaway for uh, people that uh, like our Facebook page, uh, uh, Attitude Our Live Mo- Live Monday Monday, and uh, those that like eighty nine point one Kens FM page on Facebook and do a ten dollar a month donation to power the tower. 
uh, have a chance to win uh, autographs from uh, past guests, current guests, or future guests, would you be willing to send us uh, maybe one or two copies of the book autograph for us um, that we can use for giveaways? Absolutely, I can do that. And uh, no, I'm just I'm just kind of curious. Now, uh, now you 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 wrote other books, correct? Or is this your I, first one? I have not. This is my first book, and it's only been out since May. So in May 2022, it'll be a year. So it's not even been a year yet. So here here here's 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 what I here's what I picture. Uh, your uh, your gal cave to look like. They walk in your house, right, and then they go into your living room, right, and they see these these elaborate posters of the book. And then there's a bookshelf, uh, like off to the off to the left or right side, with all the copies of the books. Or uh, then you take them down to the basement. There's all the boxes of the books, and then you're like, hey. Here's what's going to happen. If this doesn't work out, you're going to get a copy of that book. You can read it and try again. <laughs> Does that ever happen? No, I can't. Let me say this. Very few men that I meet online ever step foot in this house. That, first of all, rarely happens. I usually meet out several times, several, before anyone's invited into my home. And no... I don't have posters all over my house and my book or tons of um, boxes of books in my basement. Honestly, in my home, I have one copy of my book, and it is so ratty and tattered. It's, you know, because I refer to it a lot when I'm doing podcasts and just other things, you know, when I'm marketing my book. So, yeah, no, it's not like that at all. But that's a fun fantasy. I like it. I like the way you think. Well, you know, I, I guess I guess that's my fantasy. I guess uh, you know, if you ever saw the movie Molly's Game, uh, that's what her apartment looked like. She had all the, uh, stacks of her book, uh, Molly's Game, stacked up. And you know, well, anyway, that's a completely different story. Uh, we have uh, Noel Benson as our guest here, and uh, we have about uh, eight minutes left here with uh, Noel. Now, uh, so we can do this here. If our fans want to check your book out and get it, uh, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? Yes, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Now, um, on Facebook, I'm Noel Benson, N-O-E-L, okay? On Instagram, at N-W. Benson, and on TikTok, it's Noel Benson, um, and that account is my pen name spelled N-O-E-L-L-E, Benson. The reason I um, spelled my name on my book, N-O-E-L-L-E, Benson, is because I wanted readers, anyone to know that the book was written by a female. I have to tell you, you know, my parents kind of dissed me a little when they named me Noel. It's a beautiful name, but they spelled it N-O-E-L. So many times um, I'll have, you know, even if I'm, in, if I'm a new patient, I'm in the waiting room of a doctor's office, the nurse will come out into the waiting room and say, Noel Benson. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Noel. So I didn't want to have that issue when um, readers were looking for the book. So my pen name is the same name, 
Noel Benson, just spelled differently. And it's on Amazon. The name of the book is What Men Don't Know About Dating is a Lot. It's available in ebook as well as print version. The print version is a whopping $12. The ebook version is a whopping $8. So I say bust open your wallet and get onto Amazon and order a copy of my book. For men who are out of practice and they need to brush off the dust, they need my book. Or if they've already gotten online and maybe they're struggling with getting dates online, maybe their profile just isn't, it isn't engaging enough. For some reason, it's not attracting any women or the caliber of women that they're looking for. My book will definitely help them. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you mentioned that... Uh, uh, the the different uh, dating situations you had. I'm I'm going to share one that I had. Uh, I actually uh, there was a local establishment here in town that's no longer here, but uh, I took her out on a date and uh, we sat down and uh, we met, and uh, I ordered my whatever I was going to have. She ordered whatever uh, you know. She said she had to use the restroom, and I'm like okay. So I'm like the food comes and I'm like. She's not here. She's not here. She's not here. I'm like, yep. what's going on here? And uh, I found out from uh, the 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 waitress that brought brought me my meal. Uh, she said, "Well, I just saw her leave. Uh, she left like 20 minutes ago." I'm, yep. I'm like, well, that's that's kind of cruel. I didn't even get to that introduce myself. That's you so know? not cool. That is that's heartless. And I have to tell you. I've been on those dates. It has crossed my mind to do something like that, but I never, ever did that because that's a form of ghosting. There's a chapter in my book about ghosting, and basically ghosting is a form of, uh, it's, it's, you know what, it's the now version of the silent treatment, you know, and that's, that's a form of mental abuse. You don't treat people like that. If she didn't want to hang out on the date with you, she could have just looked across the table before you ordered the food and said, I don't think we're a match, but thank you for meeting me out, and I'll see you around sometime. How hard is it just to be a stand-up person, right? That's cra- I don't yeah, I mean, own that paper, and I'm sorry that you had to experience that. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, it's like uh, you know, playing games. I've never been uh, into that. Uh, no balance. Yeah. Uh, quite, uh, PG. Uh, anyway, uh, Noel oh, Benson, I guess we got about uh, <laughs> we got about uh, three we got about three minutes left here. So, uh, uh, do you have any? Uh, do you have a plan to write a, uh, another follow up book at all, or uh, like a the uh, female uh, dating uh, book uh, to follow up with this one? You know, everyone asks me what's the sequel. What is going to if I do anything, my focus right now is promoting this book. It's my first book. It's not even a year out. So I'm still working on promoting this. However, I think in the future I may do, like we were talking about earlier, a new and improved, updated version. I think I could add a couple chapters because having written this book, I definitely forgot at least one chapter, and that would be called Mansplaining. Are you familiar with mansplaining? 
Yes. Okay, yes. So I think I would include a chapter on mansplaining. Um, There's other things that I have forgotten to include in this first go-round. So it might be just um, an updated version of this book. Because I'm working really hard to promote this book, and I thank you for this opportunity uh, to help me promote this book. And if you you decide to uh, 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 re-release it, like with... uh, um, I don't know the author's cut or something like that. Uh, I would be honored to write a little forward for you uh, on the back uh, to uh, get people to. Because um, if they see the icon's name on the back of that book, you know that they're gonna uh, the copies will fly off the shelves. I know they will. Absolutely, that's gonna catapult me to success. You know it will. And then uh, maybe uh, the next time I come to your house and knock on your door, you'll invite me in instead of uh, sending the dog after me. That would be uh, that would be great. Well, you'd have to show up with your wife. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Noel. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Yeah, you taking time out of your schedule to be with us. Uh, we love you, Noel, and uh, we. Uh, we wish you uh, success with uh, the future sales of the book, and we'll definitely get you back on with us again. Okay, and Icon, I just want to say, please reach out to me. Give me the address, and I'll have the um, copies of this book. Oh, wait a minute. No, I have to have them sent to me, and then I'll send them to you. Okay, because I want to autograph them. Okay, so you reach out to me. You give me the address of where you want me to send them. I'll get the copies ordered, I'll sign them, and I'll send them your way ASAP. Thank you, Noelle. You're wonderful. We appreciate it. Thank you. You're wonderful. All right, Noelle Benson, ladies and gentlemen, that, that was uh, that was cool. I uh, I uh, well, I I, I had uh, some reservations about. Uh, uh, I thought everything would be projected at me for my. But I'm married now, so I don't have to worry about it. Uh, But anyway, uh, our next guest is waiting in the wings. Uh, We're going to take a quick little commercial break to hear from our sponsor. And uh, we will be back with our next guest in just a little bit. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by TrustScore. And uh, if, you want a, if you're in Fargo here visiting... Um, Woodspring Suites is the best hotel to stay at, and uh, uh, that commercial was actually voiced by Scott Helmrass. He's a great guy. I know him real well. Um, I've been a childhood friend of mine for most of my life. Uh, anyway, uh, so our next guest is ready to go, so we will have him step out of the green room, walk down the aisle, step in the ring. He is a man about town, and he's going to tell us all about life, in the wrestling business. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man himself. He is Brian Solomon. Hey, this is Brian Solomon. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live on 89.1 Ken's FM with your hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. How are you doing, buddy? That That was awesome. (laughs) Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you? 
good. Here's how we're going to do this. Um, uh, Brian, uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then I'll ask you a few questions, then we'll do a roundtable, then we'll come back to me, and I'll even ask you the tougher questions. Sure. What would you like to know? Well, whatever you want to tell us, and we'll fill in the blanks with the questions. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, so much. I don't know where to begin. I, I, um, I am a contributing writer to Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I'm the co-host of BWI Podcast. Um, I just launched my very own podcast with the Arcadian Vanguard Network called Shut Up and Wrestle. Um, I'm a contributing writer to Inside the Ropes magazine out of the U.K. And uh, for seven years, I was a writer and editor in the WWE Publications Department. Uh, I've written a few books on wrestling, including WWE Legends, Pro Wrestling FAQ, and my latest, which comes out on April 12th, and it is the first biography of the original Sheik, and it's called Blood and Fire, the Unbelievable Real-Life Story of Wrestling's Original Sheik. That's awesome. Uh, Brian Solomon is our guest here, and uh, we have uh, 27 minutes here with the man. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and we'll uh, we'll talk about your book and about uh, uh, now when you were writing for the WWE magazine. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I subs- I was a big subscriber back in the day. Um, I believe I started in uh, I want to say in '94, and I I was a subscriber all the way till it uh, uh, till they branched off to the like the Mad Magazine type version of it. Uh, when did you, uh, what years did you write for them? I was there from 2000 to 2007. So I came in right after Vince Russo had left. In fact, that was one of the reasons I was hired, because they were trying to restaff, because things had been really restructured after he left. And I lasted there into the first year of really kind of, more of a Maxim magazine uh, overhaul of uh, the magazines that occurred, and I lasted about a year into that, and and that was the end of me. <laughs> uh, well, so ha- let me ask you this: Have you have you ever met Russo? No, you know that's the thing. Uh, we've you know we know a lot of the same people, and certainly when I worked at WWE and publications, um, you know months after he had gone, um, I was working with all the people that he that had worked with and that had worked for him, other than the ones that he took with him, you know. So, I mean, I knew a lot of the same people, and I heard a lot of things about him and working for him and with him, but, uh, no, I, I've never met him. I've never I've never said a word to him. For all I know, I don't even know if he knows who I am. Well, you know, uh, uh, Vince Russo is eventually going to be a guest on this show, and uh, we just got to nail it down a date, but, uh, uh, you know, uh you know, I don't have an issue, any issues of uh, Vince Russo. I mean, there's just been so many stories about him over the years, but we'll, we'll talk. We can talk about him another time. Now, when you, um, you know, you, uh, I, I want to. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the book. I want to talk about the the Sheik book, but uh, before we do that, uh, let's uh, bring uh, one of my co-hosts, Granny. Uh, she's a big wrestling fan, and uh, her name is Granny Holster. What do you have for our guest, there, Brian Solomon? We got 24 minutes. Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show, Brian. It's a pleasure and an honor to have you on with us tonight. Yes, I am a wrestling fan, and Granny does not like the heels. I do not like the bad guys at all. <laughs> I can, I can, I like 
they try to talk smack to me, and I just I have to put them in their place. But you know, so I think I would have a lot of fun smack talking the Miz. <laughs> I think I would have a lot of fun smack talking him right now because <laughs> I'm not a big Miz fan. So you know, I bet. Well, you know, he's really good at what he does. Oh, I know he does. I know he is, and and I'm sure in real life. You know, beside the character, I, I'm sure he's a very, very nice guy in, you know, real life. It's, but when he goes into that character mode, you know, he's something else. But um, Yeah. So what was it like just to be a part of the WWE and doing what you did behind the scenes? Because, you know, I've had a lot of independent wrestling friends over the years that actually, you know, got to be extras for WWE and different things like that. And I know that's got to be an exciting type of life, I mean, for somebody if if they're wanting to do something like that. Yeah, you know, it, I, I had been a fan before, you know, growing up, and and I, I kind of jumped at the opportunity. They were looking for a copy editor or their um, publications department and creative services department for kind of like, um, you know, posters and ring skirts and T-shirts and everything else. And, um, you know, I kind of took a shot and I wound up getting it. And it, it really was, um, you know, there were ups and downs and goods and bads and good years and bad years and <laughs> times when it was a dream and times when it was a nightmare. But it was definitely the most fun that I've ever had at a job and I ever expect to have at a job. Um, you know, but it can be challenging like anything else when you get really close to it and you see how everything's done and you see the behind-the-scenes aspects of it. Uh, sometimes it can be hard to to remain a fan. And, and actually, I, when I left in 2007, I didn't really follow it for a few years after that. And then I, I got back into it for a couple of reasons. One was because of my kids getting into it, and the other was, um, for my the books and things that I was writing, I kind of got pulled back into writing about wrestling, and so to write about it, I had to you know kind of keep up with the current state of the business. So that kind of got me back into it a little bit. That's awesome. And uh, Ryan Solomon's our guest here, and uh, we have uh, well we have about uh, twenty minutes, but before we do that, we need to uh, take a quick little. Uh, uh, legal break, and then we'll be right back. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com and remember... Independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly Fargo-Moorhead. 
independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back here on 89.1 Ken's FM. We want to thank uh, the man, uh, uh, Ken, for uh, allowing us to entertain you for two hours every Monday night. Uh, he's an awesome guy, and uh, if you need any advice on uh, uh, how to fix something electronic, he's probably the guy to ask. Uh, so we'll get back to our guest here, and it's uh, Brian Sullivan. So, uh, uh Brian, I'm going to introduce you to our other uh, co-host. His name is Matthias, and he's a wrestler. So uh, I know that uh, he got a lot of uh, good wrestling uh, skill tips reading some of your articles. So, Matthias, what do you got? Go ahead. Well, first off, it's awesome to have you on the show. Welcome. Um, I am a professional wrestler here in North Dakota. I am a heel. So, of course, me and Granny do not see eye-to-eye ever. And I just tell her to go to the nursing home before she breaks a hip or her dentures you out of her mouth when she tries to talk smack and stuff we have fun with that but um my main question to you because when i was in college where i first got into the wrestling business i did uh, i did my own radio show i wrote for our newspaper and i also was a, a director in our newscast well as it's shown you've been an author you've done podcasts with the new Ar- uh, arcadian vanguard with brian uh, brian last and all them kind of guys and you've done multiple types of communication. What would you say has been your favorite part? Where you do you like being on podcasts, or do you like writing more, or what's kind of your favorite thing, uh, or how? What's your favorite way to express your opinion on wrestling and stuff like that? Well, writing's always been my thing. You know, I even if I had nothing to do with wrestling, if I wasn't a wrestling fan, I'd still be writing. I'd still be making my living as a writer. You know, I've I've written about a lot of other things and um that's where my you know that's what i studied and everything so it's kind of like um it's an extra added bonus to get to write about something that i really love and i'm really greatly interested in and i'm i'm thankful to be able to do that but what i like to try to bring to the table is just what i mentioned that you know i'm a professional writer and i'm not trying to you know (laughs) sound like an egomaniac or anything but but i i try to make my writing interesting and um gives value to the reader beyond just the information you know so there's a lot of wrestling books out there and a lot of wrestling articles and you've got to do something to stand out and that's what i try to do um to stand out which is to really approach anything i write um um whether it's a book or an article from a quality point of view first and foremost you know that's my thing as for the podcasting, you know, I mean, I'm just getting that started, and I've been loving it so far. So it might wind up being something that is my number one love. I don't know. Who knows? But, um, you know, it's just getting going, and it's something I'm very comfortable doing because it's a topic that I could talk about forever. You know, I never run out of things to say. And, you know, I have a lot of contacts from over the years of people I know in the business so it's no shortage of of people that i could get to be guests and to come and talk to me and so it's been it's it's come pretty naturally so far so what you're saying is now that you've met another professional wrestler you'll allow me to be on one of your podcasts or you'll you'll write about me and help make me famous of course yeah you're the first professional wrestler i've ever met (laughs) well that's awesome because uh well, once you mentioned in the beginning that you're part of the Arcadian Vanguard, immediately Brian Last 
uh, came into mind because I'm a big fan of the uh, Jim Cornette Experience podcast, and uh, Brian Last I heard was one of the main guys there. So I was like, well, if you can get me on with Jim Cornette or Brian Last or something, that'd be that'd be pretty amazing. And like Mike, the reason I asked that question was because uh, back when I was in college, when I first got into the business, I was just addicted to doing my radio show. I wasn't the uh, biggest writer. I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of writing. I was always a fan of being able to sit down and talk with somebody and have a conversation. So usually podcasting was one of my favorite things to always do. Yeah, no, I mean, it can be, it can be great, especially if, if, like I said, it's something you're comfortable talking about and you get really great people that you can have good conversations with. Because that's how I try to do it. I mean, I've, already, I've only had one episode that's been posted so far, but I've got about four or five that are in the can. And it's just, I take like a very natural approach. I don't even typically have like a whole list of questions to ask. I just approach it like a conversation. And I've been lucky so far to have people that I know pretty well and I'm comfortable with and I have a history with. So it's sort of like if you listen to the podcast, it's like listening to friends uh, talking about wrestling just in a very relaxed way, you know, people that have, been involved with it or had some kind of connection to it in some way and it's all exactly. and it's strictly old school that's the theme of it too is old school wrestling yeah when i saw him when i talked to her when i saw him promote stuff like that and or i was i was hearing him promote that stuff i was like that's something i'm going to look forward to and now that i'm actually talking to one of the guys that's in it i'm, I'm really interested i'll be making sure to listen in great thank you uh well we have uh we have our man here. We have uh, Mr. Solomon here as our guest here. Now, uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, your book. Uh, we're also going to um, we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, your podcast too. We'll talk about the podcast first, and then we'll also talk about the uh, uh, your uh, book. So, when did you uh, start your podcast? And uh, I would like to help uh, get you ratings, like you're helping us by coming on your podcast as well. Well, you know, uh, it started going back to even before it really started. I, I wound up uh, being invited to come on to uh, Brian Last 605 Super Podcast. And um, it was actually last year when he did his Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame show. And he wanted to have writers and historians on there to kind of talk about the people who got inducted. Um, so I volunteered to come on there, and he brought me on. And, you know, once he started hearing, once they started hearing a lot of my stories and things and my experiences in the business, um, uh, he wanted to have me back. So I, I, w I was a, a guest co-host a few months ago, and it wound up being so successful and got such a positive response that I wasn't expecting that I really started thinking about the whole podcast thing. I had toyed with the idea for years of doing a wrestling podcast. And so I thought, hey, you know, maybe this is actually a time to do it. And when I, when I announced that I was going to be doing one, you know, Brian Last approached me directly, and he, and he asked me to do it with him. So I agreed to do it. You know, he, he's a great guy. We get along very well, and he's got an amazing platform. I mean, I couldn't think of a better way to launch this thing. Um, so much of the work is already done for you because the, the, it's a network that has such a reach. Um, you know that it's it's um, it really helps get it out there and, and get it known. So you know I was thrilled to be a part of it. Like I said, I've got 
Uh, the first one was posted last Wednesday, um, the first episode where I have my, my guest, Stu Sachs, who is the longtime publisher of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And um, my next guest on Wednesday coming up is the Blue Meanie. And I've got about three or four others lined up already done. So I'm just, you know, excited that it's getting out there finally. You know, and I don't know what the rules are on this, but would you be able to uh, hook us up with some of these guys that you got and I can hook you up with some of the guys I got? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess we can talk about that, sure. Awesome. Uh, Brian Solomon is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and uh, this is uh, his, uh, well, this is uh, his, uh, I wouldn't say your highlight, but this has got to be one of the cooler podcasts you've been on other than yourself. So when do you usually uh, uh, record your podcast? Uh, you mentioned airs on Wednesday, but when do you usually record it? Well, you know, what I try to do is bank the interviews, really, to sort of, you know, I had a month lead time where we were launching it and getting it approved by Apple Podcasts and everything else. So I kind of did the first three or four right away, uh, and I just save them. And then what I try to do is week to week, I record the introduction and the closing just to make it be as current as possible where I'm talking about, you know, what I'm working on and things like that. But the interviews are, have usually been done weeks uh, ahead of time, you know. But the plan is to post a new one uh, every Wednesday. So we'll see. That's my optimistic hope, that I'll be able to do one every week like that. And, and hopefully I can continue at that pace, And you know, depending on my work schedule and things like that. See, and that's the, that's the thing with ours. I mean, we have, uh, you know, we have three rules on our, our, on our show. Uh, one, we're always live. Uh, two, uh, we won't ever pre-record. Uh, three, we won't ever send the questions in advance. And the main thing is we're never going to uh, charge you for your appearance. I'm going to talk about that towards the end of the show. But uh, I want to uh, switch gears here and talk about your book, Blood and Fire, the unbelievable real story of uh, the original Sheik. Now, I'm just kind of curious. Now, you say the original Sheik, there's, there was more than one. Could you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Well, the reason I... I pointed that out is I think the, the the issue today, and this is one of the issues with the book and why I want to get, get his story told, is I think uh, if you mention the word chic in a wrestling context to 90% of, of people under the age of, say, 50, um, the first person they're going to think of is the Iron Chic. And, and in fact, maybe the only person they're going to think of is the Iron Chic. Uh, you know, and that's partly because of the WWF marketing machine. You know, he he became a Saturday morning cartoon character. I mean, he became a mainstream character, um, and it, it sort of overshadowed um, Ed Farhat, who was known as the Sheik for many decades and was actually in his time a much, much bigger star uh, and a much, much important, much, much uh, more important figure in the business as a promoter and a booker and things like that. And, and uh, I felt like his story and really his, his uh, image, his notoriety in wrestling history was beginning to fade. Um, and that was also partly because he lived such a secret life. He protected his personal life so much. And the only thing that people saw was his character that I, I thought it was time, you know. And, and I prefer not even to use the term original Sheik to just say, you know, the, the real-life story of, of, of wrestling Sheik. But... I just know that when I say that, people are going to automatically think of Iron Sheik. So I had to be very clear. And, in fact, um, the Sheik himself 
from the 80s on, when the Iron Sheik had become a big thing, the Sheik referred to himself in, in marketing materials and things as the original Sheik to try to differentiate himself. So I was kind of, you know, kind of taking my cue from that. Hmm. So now with uh, with uh, you be hanging out with the uh, the Sheik, uh, what was it? Well, he, uh, what di- was it he like? died. He died 20 years ago. I, I <laughs> Unfortunately. I'm sorry. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't January get a chance 18th. to hang out with no, him. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but when you uh, when you decided to write the book uh, about him, uh, who did you get a lot of the stories from? Uh, did you contact relatives or uh, uh, his coworkers, or how did you get a lot of the stories about him? Well, there were a few problems there, and one is that with a figure that's as secretive as he was, um, you know, even his family was not um, that eager to help and I know for many years they themselves had planned to do a biography of him but it never came together for whatever reason and I think uh, you know they didn't want anybody else doing it but them you know so so unfortunately I wasn't really able to work out an arrangement with them uh, to have them be involved I would have loved for them to be involved and unfortunately over the course of writing the book in the past two two years or so, uh, both of the sheik's sons, who I had been communicating with, passed away. Um, so that kind of closed that door for sure. Uh, what I was left with was trying to reach out to the best people that I could find that were connected to him in some way. Now, you know, this is a very long time ago, so most of these people, the important ones anyway, have passed away, and I was able to get a few gems. You know, I spoke to Terry Funk, and I spoke to Kevin Sullivan, and I spoke to Flying Fred Curry, who was very close to Sheik and very close to the family um, at the height of his fame. So that was really a great interview. Um, And I got a lot of other people that were working for him and with him even in the later years of his life. Um, I had great interviews with Les Thatcher and Tommy Dreamer and... I talked to Killer Tim Brooks right before he died. Um, and honestly, I, well, actually, I even got uh, to talk to Rob Van Dam, and he wrote the foreword for the book because Rob Van Dam was a trainee of the Sheiks. And a lot of people also don't know that uh, Sabu is uh, the Sheik's nephew. A lot of people don't know that. And uh, right. when you uh, – so – when you started writing the book, and uh, uh, maybe some of his uh, relatives heard that you write this book, did you have any pushback uh, or any, um, well, any um, disgruntledness from uh, relatives that you were writing this book? Well, my main contact point had been <clears throat> uh, the Sheik's eldest son, who was Eddie Farhat Jr. And one of the first things I did when I started working on it was to reach out to him. And, you know, I had been told by a lot of people that he was not, you know, would not be interested, that it wasn't something that he wanted to do unless he was doing it, you know, or unless the family was being well compensated in some way, which I was not in a position to do. Uh, But when he finally got back to me, we did have conversations back and forth, but we weren't really able to work anything out because I think... The, the problem was that he expected it to be almost like when you're making a movie 
and you're you know paying the family for film rights you you know you're paying these large sums of money and that's just not really how it works with book publishing you know that they really weren't going i mean i'm barely getting paid to do it and i'm the author so they weren't going <laughs> to get a, a, a huge payday and i think that made them very hesitant you know and 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 even having said that though you know we had a good uh back and forth rapport and i think that Eddie was coming around and was really considering it, but then it was a lot of tragedy that struck the family. Uh, his younger brother Tommy uh, passed away from cancer, and at that point, he just became understandably. I, I just got the sense that he was just very depressed and didn't really want to uh, think about it or work on it at all. And then a few months later, he himself—you know—he wasn't in the best of health. And he wound up getting COVID, and he died, unfortunately. Um, and that, you know, meant that there wasn't really going to be any participation because any other members of the family were kind of, understandably, they were following Eddie's lead as the leader of the family. And so when he said, we're not going to work with this guy, well, then nobody, you know, was working with me. So I, I had to work around that. Uh, Brian Solomon is our guest here. We we got a uh, we got a, a few minutes here left with uh, the man. Uh, so if our fans wanted to check out and get your book, uh, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? Sure, there's there's lots of ways. Uh, if you want to find me on on Twitter or Instagram, I'm Brian R Solomon. Both of those places. Um, on Facebook, if you search for Pro Wrestling FAQ, you'll find my uh, page there where I. I post a lot of wrestling content there. Um, and you also on those platforms, you'll see a link to my website, my author's website, where I've got a lot of information. And the new podcast, uh, Shut Up and Wrestle, you can find at suawpod.com. And, of course, you could also get it wherever you get podcasts, on you know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the whole thing. You can get it in all those places. And the book, as we were saying, it, it comes out April 12th. Blood and Fire, but you can um, pre-order it even from now. I know a lot of people have already pre-ordered it, and those the people that pre-order will be the first to receive it when the, the, the books come in. So it's probably, if you're interested in the book, it's a good idea to order it even from now. And uh, we do have a uh, assignment for everybody here. If you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era Live, Monday Live Monday, you go to uh, 89.1 Ken's FM page, like that. Do a $10 a month donation to Power the Tower. Uh, you'll get qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, future guest, or current guest. Now, Brian, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways for uh, for our fans? Uh, yeah, sure. You, you mean like uh, of the book? Yeah, if you would, that'd be awesome. Well, one, you know, once I get my hands on some copies, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. All right, and I can uh, I'll uh, I can forward the address to you on uh, Facebook Messenger, and then whenever you get a chance to do that, uh, that'd be awesome. All right, thank you. All right, uh, so uh, uh, Brian Solomon's our guest. Here we got we only got just a few more minutes here left with uh, with our buddy here. So uh, what um, uh, what uh, do you uh, hope? Uh, uh, to do uh, here the next year with uh, the podcast and uh, the book, uh, do you plan on writing any other books? Well, believe it or not, I'm already working on my next book, so I, I haven't posted a lot of it online because I don't want to kind of confuse 
the messaging because I'm working on promoting the Sheik book so so much. But I'm writing a book that's not wrestling related right now. It's, it's on the history of superheroes and superheroes in fiction. And um, that is probably going to be coming out either at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Um, and I've got a few other ideas in the works, things that I'm thinking about doing down the road uh, as far as other books, wrestling related or otherwise. I'm kind of hoping that when the Sheik book comes out, if it does really well and creates a buzz, that it might lead to other, you know, wrestling book projects. Uh, we'll see how that goes. And as for the podcast, I'm, I'm kind of taking a wait-and-see approach. I'm trying to build an audience for that, see if people enjoy it. And at some point, I will probably build a Patreon around it where I'll have additional content and things that people can get uh, beyond just the podcast itself. But first, I have to get an you know, a, a decent audience. I'm not going to do all that if, unless I know that there's a lot of people listening. You know. Well, I'll tell you what, Brian. I got a, I got a quick idea. I'll run this by you real quick. Uh, you mentioned that you want to release your next book uh, at the be- at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Can we get you back on uh, our last, our second last show uh, in December to talk about your next book? I'd love to. Yeah, as long as you guys don't mind talking about superheroes and comic books, that would be fun. All right, how about this? Uh, December 19, 2020, at uh, 9.45 p.m., we'll have you on to talk about your superhero book. 2022. All right, sounds good. Sorry. 2022, right. I, <laughs> Unless we have a time, right, I, you know, you never know. All right, I, 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 got you, I got you down, and I'll send you a reminder just like we did before, the two weeks before, the week before, day before, day of, and uh, we'll get you back on, then and we'll talk about your other book, okay? All right, sounds good. All right, Brian Solomon, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the writing legend. All right, so uh, we want to thank Brian for taking time out of his schedule to uh, be with us here. And uh, what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to take a quick little commercial break, and uh, we'll be back with our next guest in about 30 seconds. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. And if you want a cool clock, uh, like if you uh, if you work in an office setting and uh, you you like to look at a clock, Ken's FM clock is the most uh, the coolest clock that you could ever get. But right now. Our next guest is waiting in the wings. He's going to step out of the green. He's going to walk down the aisle. And he is the figurine of wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jaron Phil. All right. You guys hear me? Yeah, go ahead. All right. This is this is Jaron Peel, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live on 89.1. Ken, Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. Hey, Jaron, how are you? I'm doing pretty good today. How are you doing? 
Good. We want to thank you for uh, joining us here on uh, such short notice uh, for tagging in uh, when our uh, our our for, uh, our other guest uh, had a death in the family, so he was unable to join us. Tonight, so we understand all that. But uh, Jared, you have kind of an interesting um, kind of an interesting career. Uh, kind of tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. So I'm a. I make uh, customized wrestling action figures. Uh, about uh, I want to say it. Uh, what is it now? Like seven years ago or now? About 2015 or 2016, I started getting into the the I guess kind of career of uh, making wrestling action figures, and started out with making WWE action figures, like pretty much uh, most do that I've heard of, and then. Uh, Started going to my first indie independent events in uh, Minnesota in 2017, and then that kind of just inspired me. To, like, uh, never seen uh, any uh, Minnesota or even Midwest custom figures. So I started in 2017. I started off with making a Mitch Paradise custom action figure, who's pretty big, big, big name in uh, Minnesota right now, and. Yeah, that just kind of skyrocketed to me continuing all these years. And well, I did uh, in 2019 uh, posted my posted the Mitch Paradise figure that in finally got social media during that time and posted it to uh, the Mitch Paradise uh, fan page. And I got like uh, it was like 135 likes on it, like 30 comments on it because no one had ever seen this done and it was the first time I had ever posted about it. So got a huge response from that. And then that just kind of inspired me to keep going. And throughout these years, I've gotten pictures with the wrestlers with my figures and then started selling. And first figure I sold was a uh, Moses mayhem to, he was a former Minnesota wrestler now in Florida and sold, uh, sold that to him. And that's, pretty much started my uh, selling journey of uh, custom figures. So now, of course, uh, we're just going to dive right into this. Uh, we have we have the icon we here, as you know, and we have uh, Matthias, and we have uh, Granny Hulkster. If, uh, if we were to have you make custom figurines of us, what is the process? What would the uh, what would we have to pay you up front to make uh, at least one action figure of uh, each one of us? Well, actually, I usually do payment towards the end just in case uh, anything happens and just so that you can see the figure at the first hand before it's, uh, when it's finished just so you can see it before payment. But, yeah, usually uh, the process, I usually I usually ask the customer a picture of the wrestler or anyone that they want to be made and then start pretty much researching parts and go either go online or just using – the inventory of parts that I have because I have so much stuff right now. So I go through either one of those. Uh, typically, it's uh, like a specific part I need. I usually go online, usually like uh, eBay or Amazon or something, or even uh, ringside collectibles, and choose out the, the best uh, either part or either a body or part or a face scan, which the face is usually face or head. That's usually the most difficult is uh, has to be the I, I would say the the head or the face with uh, makes the complete action figure what it is. So that that would be the main part, and then keep going down from there, finding the best body, and 
Uh, after that, finding the best paints that work, and throughout these years, I've pretty much gotten every single shade and color of paint, so I usually just use what I have, and after that, I seal it up with the uh, with a Mod Podge, and then pretty much ship it out from there, or payment, and then and, ship it out. So. And what what is the turnaround time for making a, a figurine for somebody, and do they have to, like, order a certain amount? Um like a certain amount of uh, figures? Figurines, yeah. Um, usually, I don't, I've had customers just order one. A couple times I've had, like, the one time I had four, so I just, uh, they gave me pictures for that, and I just told them I'd be, I gave them an estimate of maybe, like, a month or two, but I just kind of said it really depended since I was doing school, and now I'm doing college and stuff, so kind of really depends on it, but usually for one figure, if I focused on it a lot, it would, I would say maybe uh, maybe in three weeks or so, give or take. And uh, here, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm willing to do here, and then we'll, uh, we'll do a round table here. We got... Uh, we got uh, we got uh, Jaron Phillips, our guest here. We got about uh, 16 minutes left here with the man. Uh, here's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to uh, uh, have you uh, make uh, figurines for me, myself, and uh, me, myself, right? Me, Granny Hulkster, and Matthias. Uh, so uh, to do that, would you just need like a uh, like a uh, face shot, a side shot, and a back shot of each one of us to do that? Uh, yeah, pretty much, uh, face the back and then each two sides. And then if there's like a, a certain detail, make sure you like, uh, take a good picture of that so you can see it. All right. Uh, so like, uh, uh, like I, I make collector's cards for every one of our guests. So, uh, you, you know, you saw the car- collector's card I made for you. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was impressed by that. It turned out pretty good. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd be willing to, if you'd be willing to do this, I'd be willing to trade you out some of those for a couple of figures from us. But let's uh, do a roundtable. Hey, hey, Granny, how would you like to have a figurine of yourself? Well, that would be awesome. It might be kind of hard to do my original Granny shirt, though, because that's a one-of-a-kind shirt that I wear when I go to these independent shows. I mean, yeah, it's... Uh, some designs are a little bit more difficult than others, but I, I've done a few difficult designs. But I guess it would it would depend on uh, how I see it and look at it first. So. Well, just for example, my original granny shirt that my very good friend made for me when I got this gimmick name, and I'm not a wrestler, I'm just a wrestling fan. It says, "What you gonna do when Granny Holster goes crazy on you?" Is what it says. <laughs> It's a yellow uh, shirt, and it just has, you know, those words on it. And it's filled with autographs from wrestlers over the years. I mean, I've probably had this gimmick game for 20-plus years, you know. So I am a, I am what they call a super fan in the state of Arkansas and Oklahoma. I mean, a lot of people are very familiar even to this day with my name and it's very humbling because I try to make it very fun when I go to the wrestling shows for the fans and the wrestlers and the promoters they love to have me at their shows because they really 
get me involved. I mean, I I used to go to a wrestling company called Traditional Championship Wrestling that ran here in Arkansas, and they quit running in 2013, and they still have the old TV tapings down in the Little Rock, Arkansas area on TV, and to this day, I still even have people come and ask me, hey, aren't you that lady from TCW? Aren't you the one they call Granny Holster? Because I don't like the bad guys. I can talk some pretty good smack. I mean, I get in their faces, and they holler at me. They tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip, or they'll say, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I just holler right back at them. I love doing what I do. So So what is one of the most, interesting wrestling figures that you designed or that you came up with? He hasn't made um, one yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I don't know. I would still have to go back to the, well, the first, not the first one I made, but the first one I sold, which was a Moses Mayhem figure who apparently resides in Florida, but he was a, a wrestler for so many years, and then saw him in 2019 uh, at a was it like a carnival wrestling event, and it was a, for MAW wrestling. And I saw him, and then a number of years mm-hmm. later, uh, I started posting, and then he commented, "Could he make a figure?" And at first, I wasn't sure because I wasn't sure about my work and if it was worth it. But then I really thought about it and uh, contacted him back and. and Made the he uh, sent me some pictures of him and his gear, then came up with the parts and I uh, I sold it to him. He uh, received it, posted pictures about it, and yeah, I would say that Moses Mayhem figure was probably the most popular in my opinion, just because like it was a yellow, what was it, a yellow and then two types of gray camel pants and then like a big muscle shirt and everything. So I would say that was the, awesome. the most unique one. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh we have uh we have the uh we have the man here, uh the wrestling figurine guru, if you say, Jared Bill. Uh now uh, Matthias, you're you're uh you're an independent wrestler. Wouldn't you like to have a figurine made of yourself? Well, to be completely honest with you, Icon, being the number one heel in Fargo in North Dakota wrestling today, I'm surprised I already haven't had a figure he made it myself. I have seen him at multiple shows I've been a part of, and I have yet to have a figurine. I've actually wrestled a man that he already made a figurine for in Rampage Santana, but enough about him. Um, I guess my main question to you is, I know that... Everything that includes me is your favorite thing in, in wrestling today. But what would you say would be your second favorite, like a match you've seen or a company you've been to? Like name something that's as equal but not as good as you know my promos and my matches. What's one of your favorites? Yeah, uh, yeah your promos and matches are definitely number one on my list. So, but yeah, for number two, at least um, for a number two match. Uh, let me think for a sec. Uh, oh, yeah, I would probably have to say it was, uh, I want to say, like, five years ago or, yeah, 2017, uh saw a match at the Richfield American Legion for Steel Domain Wrestling, and there was uh, Brandon Gore versus Craven Knight, and this is when Brandon Gore was still 
pretty much a rookie, and now he's doing AEW and all these big events. But this is when he broke yeah. into the business after uh, graduating from the Ken Anderson's Academy, and him and Craven Knight just tore it up. And uh, pretty much be, uh, uh, that was the match that made me become a Brandon Gore fan, so I'd have to go with that match. Okay, fair enough. But, yes, I'm always number one. I'm always going to be number one, and nothing's ever going to change that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, Jared Phil as our guest here, and we have uh, well, we have about uh, ten minutes now. Uh, when you decided to start doing this, uh, did you um, did you get any uh, pushback from anybody that you started making big rings for that were like, uh, "Hey, you can't use my likeness unless you pay me"? Did you ever have any situations like that? Um, I surprisingly haven't. I know. Uh, uh, one of my family members had uh, said that it could pop up, but I've never gotten that. And just over the years, they've actually just supported it. And I, in my resp- uh, way of making the figures, I try to promote. I use it as a way to promote them, even, even though I do sell it. But I use it as a way to promote them and do everything I can for them. But I've gotten a, a pushback from one fan, but then after he said it, he can just kind of stop talking to me, but as long as uh, no one has said it or anything, I want to keep doing it, but I understand if they uh, I understand if they wouldn't uh, want me to sell their figure or make a figure of them, so either way is possible. either way makes sense, but I'm just saying right, right now I haven't had that, and I just want to uh, do a part in the wrestling community and make figures for people to just to show them what they would look like in an action figure form. So if, uh, and uh, this is going back to what we we talked about just a little bit ago. So if uh, I came to you and uh, wanted you to do a figure of me, would would, would I have to sign a contract with you or would I have to uh, give you permission to use my likeness and uh, tell the figurine? Uh, What is the process with that? I mean, as long as you're okay, it's just, I mean, basically I'm using like Facebook Messenger and uh, Instagram DMs and I just say, uh, I, I just, well, they either come to me first or I just kind of make it and then show them later. But basically it's just kind of, uh, I guess a type, not really a contract, but just like an agreement through a messaging app saying, hey, uh, or they usually ask me, can you make a figure? And I say, Yes, and then send me pictures, and then pretty much start the process. It's not much of like a, a legal system or a trademark system or anything with the customers or a wrestler. And uh, I know this is kind of a, a minute question, but uh, you would be able to make a figurine of me because I'm I'm definitely going to have you do that for me. Uh, you know, I need uh, I need something cool for my man cave, so uh, I am gonna I am gonna get in contact with you. Uh, well, obviously not tonight because it's late, but I'm going to get in contact with you tomorrow and talk to you about uh, getting uh, the process of uh, making a figurine for me, Granny, and Matthias. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, definitely, I want, I want to say right now, just, like, definitely down the line, but, like, right now I do have, like, a lot of parts that, I don't know, I'm looking at your picture right now, and I'm not sure if I have the specific parts right now, but I want to say this right now, definitely down the line that I would like to do it eventually. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying right now. As, as long as I can get it by uh, Christmas, I'd be, 
I, I'd be happy with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, before Christmas, I think that could work out. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the the time frame is, is not the big thing. It's just that being able to get it done is the main thing. Uh, we have uh, John Phil as our guest here, and uh, we have about uh, five minutes left with the man. Uh, so if our fans want to check you out and see you and uh, – uh, so we can drum up some business for you. You got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a, uh, a Twitch, a TikTok, a how to how you make a figurine video. Uh, what do you got? Um, I pretty much use everything besides Twitter and Twitch. I just I just never got into those uh, programs or social medias. But I do have a, a Facebook. It's just my name, Darren Peel, and then also I have a two Facebook groups called the letters are M N then custom action figure matches and figures. So I have two Facebook groups. And then I also use uh, Instagram. It's at the underscore phenomenal underscore figures. And then TikTok is phenomenal. Uh, I might have to check that again. What is it called? Phenomenal underscore figures underscore 55. All right, we have uh, Jaron Phillips, our guest here. We got about uh, well, we just got, we got a little under five minutes left. Now, uh, how many figurines have you done so far? Just as an estimate, and I'm guessing you have like a whole bedroom full of just wrestling action figures. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I pretty much do at this point. I uh, uh, I would say uh, in total, I yeah, I collect a lot of Mattel and Jax figures from the the big WWE and AEW companies. And then I also do currently have uh, some custom Minnesota figures that I have and looking to sell eventually. But, yeah, I have a stack room. And I would say the number of custom figures I made by now is uh, maybe close to 20 or 30 now. So That's awesome. And uh, like I say, I bet you got I, you. You must have, like I say, a pretty good match ca- uh, a man cave because I can picture someone walking into a room in your house and they see all all they see is wrestling figurines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty intense. So I had a lot of stuff, or I have a lot of stuff in there. So yeah, that that's that's the kind of man cave. I well, that's the kind of man cave I'm going to have, but I'm going to have to have. Uh, uh, when I have you make the figurine of me, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna buy so many uh, that it uh, would go across one wall. Just uh, figurines of me, uh, you know. Not that I have an ego or anything, but you know. Um, mm-hmm. So Jaron Phil's our guest here, and uh, we have uh, we have about uh, two minutes. Now uh, we're gonna have you make several appearances on our show throughout the year, uh, and uh, we we want to make this a lasting relationship with you. Uh, and uh, we definitely uh, are going to have you back on again. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I want to be on. I've only done like maybe two or three podcasts, and then the one I'm doing now. So yeah, definitely. It's always cool to talk wrestling and wrestling figures with anyone. So yeah. And this has got this has got to be the best one you've been on, right? Uh, yeah, it's probably the best one up there. Probably the. Well, when I first saw your message, I'm like, you're doing celebrities and all these guys, so you must be pretty popular out there. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty well known. Uh, all you gotta do is ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. 
All right, mm-hmm. thanks, buddy. We, uh, I, I'll be in contact with you uh, tomorrow or Wednesday, and we'll schedule you next time on, and uh, we'll work on getting a figurine made of uh, the three of us, all right? All right. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, buddy. All right. Have a nice night. All right, Jaron Phil, ladies and gentlemen, that was great. Uh, we have our, our next guest waiting the wings here, but we're going to take a quick timeout, and then we're going to finish the show. Uh, just give us one quick second. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month. And we do want you to uh, power the tower, do that $10 a month to help. Uh, if you like what we're doing, uh, you want to keep us going, $10 a month is what it would take. All right, so uh, stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle, uh, joining the five-timers club on the show here, we have the master of Puppamania. We have Shahid Hagen. How are you, man? Shahid Hagen, huh? <laughs> Ace the Chad Kid Hagen, Hagen I know. Here. I'm just having fun with you. I'm hey, just having fun okay. with you. It's okay. It's all good. Uh, Ace the Kid Hagen here from Puffin Media. You're listening to Attitude Air Live on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, Big Swain and Granny Hulkster. How are you guys doing? Good, and uh, I'm sorry you just missed the fact while. that we can make a figurine of yourself as well, but we'll work on that as well. Uh, now, you got a big event coming up. Uh, without, uh, uh, Let's uh, talk a little bit about that. Tell us when it is, where it is, and then we'll fill in the blanks after that. we got about uh, 14 minutes. All right, well, PWA is back, and we're heading out west up to Valley City, North Dakota, for our debut show out there. We got new faces, old faces, and a couple of returns. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Friday, March 18th, day after St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it's going to be at the Eagles Club in Valley City, North Dakota. Doors open at 6 p.m. with a bell time at 7 p.m. All tickets are $15. Uh, no are ticket prices. Right no now. ticket prices. All right. Oh, you, you can just tell us how to get ticket prices. You can't tell us how much they are. How can they get tickets? Sorry about that. They can go get tickets on the Eventbrite page. Uh, the link is over on the Puppamania Facebook page. Awesome. And, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, some familiar faces. Uh, am I going to see the, uh, the face of the uh, a familiar face I'm looking at right now? Well, actually, let me, inter- let me uh, cut you off there, Icon, because uh, I'll talk for myself in this situation. You see, I've been at Puffamania shows for – I, I've been there since the beginning of their program, and I, I helped build Puffamania these shows to what it is right now. And I have been nothing but disrespected by this company because 
in their second ever show, their, one of their biggest shows, I got put in a battle royal match. Then I go to the next show outside of the bar, and I get put in a gauntlet match with a bunch of beginners. So, and then I didn't even get put in the debut match for their newly PWA title, which I don't understand why, because, of course, I am the number one heel in North Dakota professional wrestling today, but they put it on Nick the Natural Nelson. But I got to know, am I going to be booked on this show? And if so, who am I facing here? I got, I got to figure this out. And before we talk about that, I also remember that one show, someone stole your spinner as well. Yes, especially someone stole my – one of your little fans stole my spinner, part of my golden, my golden necklace, my beautiful golden necklace that was priceless. I get into a fight in the ring, one part breaks off, and a fan steals it, and I still haven't gotten it back. So I need to know, am I working this next show? Who am I working? And where's my spinner piece? Well, I have no idea where the hell your spinner piece is. Isn't that the knockoff from Spencer's you came from? Pretty sure. No, actually, uh, it was it was actually it was actually from a golden, a nice golden, nice golden chain with a beautiful spinner piece. It looked uh, it looked amazing, and now it's just a little circle thing. And I need my spinner piece oh. back. Just remember PG language too, oh. buddy. I. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. But uh, if you would have let me continue before you rudely interrupted me, I would have told you that you are on the card for this show. But here you are talking crap to me, man. Come on now. But we got a whole bunch hey, of man. talents on here. If I better be. I'm the top talent. I'm always the top talent, man. I'm the number one heel in pro wrestling today. Everybody hates me. I'm the one that brings the crowd to every single Puffamania show. That is true. But we'll hey, we do to... have a we we do have a caller on the line. Uh 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 caller seven oh one, go ahead. Icon, how you doing, brother? I'm oh. good. I know exactly who this is. I recognize that voice. Oh boy, it's the <laughs> it's the it's the fox that tucks his tail between his legs when I come out to the ring. Wow, wow, Matthias. You're talking big Game trash. I'm the greatest heel in the North Dakota. I mean, come on, you're looking at the greatest heel in North Dakota. <laughs> in fact, Icon, you uh, you checked out my figurine yet that he already made for me? Yeah, I'm not waiting in line to get myself my hands on one of those. I've already got one. <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, but hey, you you, uh, I, I I got a figurine from you, so I'm I'm happy about that. But all right, so what's yeah. going on, guys? Remember PG language here, okay? No, hey, I, I'm just here. I'm just here to calm the waters a little bit, right? At the end of the day, Matthias comes in. He's all puffed up and yelling and whatever. Like, hey, I mean, <laughs> we're, I'm all about peace. I'm all about law and order when it comes to PWA Puffmania. And so, <laughs> I, 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 I'm putting the card together. I mean, uh, Ace, Ace doesn't even really know. Uh, what, what, what the what the matches that I put together on the card are yet? So I really don't understand why you'd be calling, why you'd be chewing him out and and yelling and screaming at him or whatever. So I mean, you want to start yelling and screaming at me? You, I, I could definitely make changes to the uh, to, to to the lineup. But if you're interested in hearing, I guess I should ask Ace uh, for his permission. But if you're interested in hearing one of the matches that we have. 
scheduled, i.e. Uh, a match for Matthias, I, I'd be happy to uh, to disclose the first match on the card tonight if that's All right. Well, go ahead. Tell us about that. I ate Let's see. Let's are you, see what you got. Are you good with this, man? Yeah, you good? Good. We'll see what you got. You're good? Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, in, in Valley City, North Dakota, where PWA has, has left the city of Fargo, uh, and, and we are going to have the very first match announcement, uh, your very own right there, uh, Matthias, will be taking on <laughs> the one and only. All right. Um it, Hello? Who, who am I taking on? Are what happened to you? Wow. Uh, well, I'll tell you. Uh, apparently, uh, the call dropped. Uh, we had a little uh, issue with uh, our board here. You've got to be kidding. The one time I get an opportunity to find out and get proper respect, a phone cuts out. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we'll, we'll try and reestablish connection with him. Uh, but, uh, uh, and, uh, Chad, we'll, uh, we'll have you on, uh, I'm going to make room next week to have you on again. Uh, we're running, uh, we're running low on the show here time, but, uh, I'll get you on again well, next let me week. Finish. Let All me right. just finish what I got to say about the other people that I have on my card here. I mean, I got top tier talent, top tier talent. If you want better talent than Matthias and you come here. This is what I'm talking about. I mean, we got rock solid Ross. We got the North Dakota champion, Nick the Natural Nelson. I mean, come on, what gets better than that? We got Commissioner Sly Fox in the house, and then making the PWA debut, Joseph Anderson. It's going to be hot Friday, March 18th, going down Valley City, North Dakota. Get your tickets over on the Eventbrite page. More information over on the Puppet Mania Facebook page. And, and uh, also, I, I, I'm kind of bummed that uh, they uh, they didn't invite me. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we'll, we can talk about that later. Uh, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM. That's uh, Papa Mania. And, uh, uh, hey, Granny, uh, you notice that uh, uh, Sylvester J. Fox didn't stick around very long for you to uh, have a word with him. Did you notice that? Well, you know, that's the way he runs. He runs and hides and tucks that little foxy tail between his legs because he's just scared of Granny. He doesn't want to face me. Well, I I, I know. Well, see, I'll tell you what. I I do want to face you, but uh, not uh, during a wrestling event. Uh, Maybe like, uh, I don't know, like a wedding or something. No, I'm... (laughs) Well, let me uh, let me well, talk about you know, Sly I really. Mean, you know, Sly's just we got scared five of all. I mean, he's just he's just a big old chicken. He's just this big old scaredy cat. And you know, I almost kind of just start going, kind of going bah, 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 because he's nothing but a chicken. So Sly, if you're still listening out there, you know, one of these days you say you're going to accept Granny's challenge, and we'll just when that day comes, my friend. And you just better be ready because Granny is not afraid of you at all. And I am going to quickly reiterate before this show goes off the air, I got something to talk about with Puffamania and Sly. So not only, as you know, uh, Icon, not only did my gold piece spinner part to my, my beautiful chain got stolen, 
but I also got the North Dakota, that Fargo championship stolen from me because I went out there to fight rock solid Ross for the belt. I get attacked from behind. Again, I, I get attacked by rock solid Ross. I get beat down a little bit. All of a sudden I see Sly tuck his tail between his legs. He hits rock solid Ross with a golf club and steals the belt. I go in to attack him and he, he completely forfeits the 24-7 rule for the night and runs with that belt. So I still have a title match coming versus Sylvester J. Fox. So Puffamania better book that ASAP. And I still have one of his golf clubs that I'm not afraid to use to take what is rightfully mine. Not only the title, but my spinner piece. There you go. And uh, we're here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And uh, check out uh, Puffamania on uh, the... Uh, what was it, the 18th of March, was it? No. Yep, 18th of March. 18th of March. Uh, I unfortunately will not be there. I'm going to go ahead and make an announcement uh, right now. Because uh, on the 19th of March, the 1994 uh, uh, Fargo South Girls Basketball Championship team uh, will be reunited in Bismarck, North Dakota, during the uh, Class A uh, Girls uh, Basketball Tournament. Uh, they're going to revisit our championship team and, of course, I was part of that, and I'm proud to say that uh, I'm the only male in the history of North Dakota to letter four times in girls' basketball. I am proud of that fact. Uh, and I also have a championship plaque from that team. And uh, I guess you could say back in the day I, I was radio before radio. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I cannot wait, and uh, we'll talk about that more as the weeks go on. Uh, so everybody can set their DVR so they can see the icon on TV. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time I've been on TV. Hopefully it won't be the last. So we at, uh, we're here at 89.1 Ken's FM. This is Attitude Air Live, and uh, we're going to close out the show here. Uh, next week uh, we got a big, uh, we got a big show coming. we got three guests again next week. Uh, all guests from next week have confirmed. Uh, so... Be joining us, and until uh, until then, uh, you know, Matthias. What else? Uh, what, do, what do you got going on in the uh, training uh, regiment for this uh, so-called match that they won't tell you who you're facing? Is it, it could? Be, wouldn't it be funny if it's uh, machismo? Well, uh, number one, I know that 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 guy will never get in that ring with me after after assaulting him twice on Facebook, beating him down like the punk he was and then attacking him at the first ever PWA show and beating him down. I'm pretty sure I just, you know, fully embarrassed him out of the wrestling business altogether. But that will not be my main focus because I will also be working for BZW five days before, and that's a mystery opponent that I will figure out later on. So I've got BZW on my plate, but this coming Saturday, I've got an actual actual wrestler to focus on where I'll be taking on NDS in a tag team match. Now, those guys are half my size, but twice as fast. Is that for the title? Nope, that will not be for the title. That's just a regular tag team match for the AWF. I will not be defending my diamond title, because that is a, but that is a 24-hour belt. So if anybody is interested and wants to climb into the ring with me at any time to try to take my belt, I promise you, you will be on the losing end. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. As much as I, uh, as much as I want to challenge you for that title, uh, my friendship to you means more than a belt. So, uh, but I'll tell you what. The main thing is, as long as you got that belt, as long as you're the host, uh, co-host of the show, we want to make sure that uh, you keep uh, that uh, title. So, uh, anyway, we are on 89.1 Ken's FM, and 
we're going to sign off for the night, and uh, we want everybody to uh, be safe out there. Come join us again next Monday night. Love each other. Be safe. Uh, be kind to each other. Uh, and uh, as always, we'll be here Monday nights to entertain you. Uh, until we meet again next week, uh, if you can't be good, be bad. Bye. You think you know me. Commercial radio station Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public Radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost. And it's as little as $10 a month.